Throughout history, the United States has served as a sanctuary for immigrants, a place where people can go to restart and make a better life for themselves or their family. People have come from all over with different backgrounds and cultures, beliefs, and standards. All have had their own reasons, but one has always been constant, the desire to have a chance at something better. That constant is shown by the Irish famine immigrants and their coffin ships. The Great Famine, also known as the Great Hunger, the Irish Holocaust, or simply as the Famine, was a period of mass starvation disease that lasted from 1845 to 1849. Roughly one million died during the famine, and that mixed with emigration caused Ireland's population to drop by 20 to 25 percent. Even now, Ireland hasn't recovered from its lost population, only having about half of what it did before the famine. During the famine, the ships that carried the Irish immigrants to North America were known grimly as coffin ships. Named after their high death rates, coffin ships were overcrowded, undersupplied, unsanitary, and often unseaworthy. 20-50% to 50 of passengers died on the ships that made it to the destinations, while shipwrecks lost most of their passengers. Oftentimes, coffin ships weren't even meant to transport people, instead dedicated to cargo such as lumber. For the poverty-stricken and desperate immigrants, though, the fee of 2-5 to five euros as opposed to 12-15 to 15 was well worth it. The Naomi was only one of many infamous coffin ships. Nearly 700 people were crammed into steerage, almost 200 of which died beside friends, family, and strangers. The Virginius also had a high death rate. 236 of 476 passengers lost their lives on her voyage to Gross Isle, Canada. The Erin Queen had 78 of her passengers die, while 104 unboarded deathly ill. It was on the Queen Erin that the captain had to bribe seamen with a sovereign to unload each corpse, having to go as far as using a boat hook to remove some of the bodies as even family refused to touch them. The fear of infection was in the back of everyone's mind. It was enough to make people refuse to touch their dead, but it wasn't enough to stop them from escaping Ireland, whether they lived to see the other shore or not. Even if passengers boarded healthy, it hardly seemed to matter. In crowded corridors with buckets for toilets and only salt water to wash with, coffin ships were breeding grounds for disease. If health conditions were too bad, entire ships would have to quarantine, as was the case for Agnes. The coffin ship was bound for St. Lawrence with 427 passengers. She was forced into quarantine after too many lives were lost aboard. By the time she was allowed to enter the port, only the crew and 150 passengers were still alive. A common habit among coffin ships was admitting more passengers than listed. Captains didn't want to pay the fee for overloading their ships, so they would hide passengers wherever they could. Coffin ships also had a tendency to be unseaworthy. Both of these can be seen in the Elizabeth and Sarah. She was 83 years old, her hastily erected berth said to have fallen shortly after setting sail. On her trip in 1846, she had 276 passengers crammed into steerage with only 212 of them listed. The Elizabeth and Sarah only had 8,700 gallons of water rather than the 12,500 required. Each passenger was also meant to have 7 pounds of provisions weekly, none of which were ever distributed. Like on many other coffin ships, passengers either survived off of what they brought or starved once more. Unseaworthy, overcrowded, unsanitary, disease-ridden, and not built for the amount of passengers they carried, if built for them at all, coffin ships were no strangers to shipwrecks. One of the most well-known is the tragedy of Hannah. Hannah was bound for Canada with roughly 200 passengers in steerage. On her way, though, she struck an iceberg in the dark. The captain and first and second mates escaped on the only lifeboat, leaving the passengers to fend for themselves. Men and women, parents and children, young or old, death didn't care. They all fought to escape. Some drowned as the ship sank or as they tried to swim to safety. Others made it to the ice, huddling with other survivors. More were lost during rescue attempts. More gruesome was the shipwreck of St. John off the coast of Coaset. With 143 passengers, the brig was approaching Boston in 1849 during a raging storm. When the captain realized he'd missed the harbor, he turned towards Skituate. Anchored beside the unlit minutes light was another brig, though, seemed just too late. St. John desperately dropped her anchors, but the chain snapped and she was driven forward into a group of rocks. As the wind and waves tore her to pieces, the rocks held on tightly. The Coaset people watched in horror as boats were launched into the surf to help, only to be shoved back by the storm. 
In the end, only 20 survived. Throughout history, the United States has served as a sanctuary. Irish famine immigrants were willing to put everything on the line to have a better future. They climbed aboard overcrowded, undersupplied, and unseaworthy ships just to have a chance at that something better. Many lost their lives trying to get that chance. Those who did make it to North America, though, planted their roots and let a better future for their descendants start to grow.